0: Good evening. Today is June 21st, Monday, June 21st. And we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's step is step 10. And our speaker tonight is the lovely Wendy. Thank you so much, Wendy. Thank you. All right. I'm starting my
1: timer too, because I need multiple timers. So hi, everyone. Good uh, evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Um, I am Wendy S. I'm in New York. And I am a gratefully, gratefully recovered compulsive overeater, which I never thought I would ever say. Um, And yet, here I am. So uh, I guess I'll start a little bit with qualifying. I'm still kind of a baby in this program. I joined uh, my first meeting about, actually this week will be a year ago. Um, and uh, my abstinence and recovery is six months. So <laughs> so it wasn't that easy from the beginning. <laughs> um, easier than some, but not easier than uh, others. So um, I guess, uh, yeah, I'll start. Um, I, I grew up in a pretty average, good family, no uh, big issues. My parents are actually still together, um, which is kind of amazing. And, um, and I had my fair share of traumas and emotional uh, abuse and whatnot. Um, I grew up as a very painfully shy, highly sensitive person, and... Um, I was so shy and highly sensitive. My parents sent me to therapy when I was seven and um, I spent most of my life in and out of therapy um, until a couple years back. So um, the first sign of my eating disorder showed up when I was 10. Um, I developed early, I was the tallest person in my grade um, my doctor told my mom that, uh, I was in the higher percentile and she should put me on a diet. So that was my first foray into Weight Watchers of several other, um, forays. And, um, I guess, uh, yeah, I'd, I had, I uh, had, low self-esteem issues. I hated being the center of attention. I was really just I felt socially awkward, but on the outside, you wouldn't know that. On the outside, I had a really great social life. I had a lot of good friends. I had um, different boyfriends, um, long-term, short-term, whatever. Um, You know, everything looked good, good grades, all all good things. I was a good girl. I behaved pretty well, but on the inside... in here um, was just this seething, angry, depressed, lonely person that just didn't feel like I belonged anywhere, um, didn't feel like I was loved enough or, um, you know, any of that. And and was a little bit rebellious on a really like quiet DL level. So, um, down low, you don't know what DL is. Um, so, um, as I got older, food really became my main source of comfort. Um, it, you know, and and it's scientifically proven, like it affects the vagus nerve, it calms you down, whatnot. Um, and you know, so I used it for that, and I also used it for disconnecting and numbing out. Um, and it became, you know, as I grew up, it became more progressive thing. Like I started out, I was. Happy, I ate, I got happier. I was sad, I ate, I got happier. Um, Until the point where I had any emotion at all whatsoever, I ate and I no longer was happier. I was actually angrier, more depressed, and lonelier and hateful of other people. And um, so I ate more and then I like numbed out. And then I guess I was sort of happy because I wasn't feeling all those feelings um, that I didn't want to feel. So it became this sort of like eat to hide, hide to eat situation, which, um, I started avoiding people. I started, um, making excuses to, uh, with friends about plans that they wanted me to join in on. Um, and, um, and it just, it was just not a great scene. Um, The older I got, the more isolated I got. Um, And, you know, the more dishonest I got because I just wouldn't show up um, as I was supposed to. But people didn't think (laughs) that I wasn't showing up. They still looked at me like I was the person people came to when they had a problem. Everyone felt safe around me. Everyone felt like I was such a good listener and such a good friend. And, you know, on the inside, I was like, I am not a good friend, I'm not a good listener, I'm not a good person. Um, And I did care, I really did, but there was just this kind of disconnect. Um, And um, so fast forward to uh, 2020, I uh, I was a 50 year old woman, uh, at five, six and a half, which was shorter than I thought. I'd always thought I was five, eight, but I guess I shrunk. Um, and I had topped the skills at 278. And uh, so, you know, I had been on and off every diet you could possibly think of. Um, and I had been working with this nutritionist on and off um, that, um, you know, was really great, so I decided this, this is crazy, it's the, the highest I've ever been, I'm miserable, I need to, you know, lose weight again. Pandemic shows up, um, I am, you know, working with him, struggling like, weight knuckling like crazy. Um, I did wind up losing about 20 pounds, which was the max I've ever lost in my life. And each time I gained the 20 pounds back plus some, or plus a lot, or plus double. Um, And, uh, so, you know, I dropped this like 15 or 20 pounds. We went on, I went on a 10 day juice cleanse and after day seven, I got that feeling of like, wow, I don't have cravings. Everything's great. Like I don't ever want to eat food again. And then I realized the juice cleanse ends in three days. What the hell am I going to do? I was terrified to eat again because I knew those 20 pounds that I just lost were going right back on plus. God knows how much more it was going to be. A never-ending cycle. Um, I was sick of myself. I was sick of food. I was sick of my thoughts about food. Um, you know, I hated like the way I would binge and the way I would eat, and I just felt lost. And I would never talk to any of my friends about weight or or issues like that because I had so much shame throughout my life. Um, I would never talk about dieting with them. And I just broke down and talked to a friend and she was like, you should go maybe check out OA." And I was like, I did that once in the nineties and it was awful. It was like a gray sheet meeting. It was terrible. I vowed never to go back. Um, but I trusted her. So I went and, um, you know, I, I guess there there was some some force behind me that was propelling me because even though I rolled my eyes throughout that whole meeting, I wound up going to a body image workshop and then going to a uh, sober eating workshop and then you know ninety and ninety days and found a sponsor and um, you know and here I am. <laughs> um, so. Where are we today? Today we're at the 10th step. Um, And so like, what is the 10th step? We have been basically the past four weeks practicing for this step. And uh, so let's see, let me put my glasses on so I could read this. So the middle of page 84 is where it talks about the 10th step. It's a short um, page and a half. And, um, and it's got three parts to it. The first part is the directions, then the promises, and then the warnings. So the directions. We continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We vigorously commenced this way of living as we cleaned up the past. So right there, it says we're not waiting until we're done with all of our amends. We are actually starting the 10 step now. And for me, that was really important because a lot of stuff came up in my amends that I needed to do 10 steps on. Um, So if you're here, get started right away. Um, Don't do what I did the first time around and not make my outreach calls and not create a God Squad, <laughs> because once you get to this 10th step, you really want a nice list of people that you can reach out to and, and get on the phone <laughs> immediately to do these tenth steps. Um, okay, then it says, um, you know, this should continue for a lifetime. We continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Step four: When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. Step six and seven: We discuss them with someone immediately. Step five: And make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Steps eight and nine: Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. So let's jumping ahead to step twelve. Um. So <clears throat> then, so then the so that was directions now for the um promises. It, it says that you know, here we are, we're unblocked, our sanity is returned, we have neutrality, um, and all of that is great. But then there's the warnings because we could get really, really cocky about that, and um, so the warnings middle of page 85 what we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition every day is a day when we must carry the vision of god's will into all of our activities we can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish it is the proper use of the will kind of my favorite line (laughs) i'm like i really i want my will back and i got it so but i get to only really use it in this particular way to follow this program to improve my spiritual um fitness so i need to keep spiritually fit um because my uh my thinking is a stumbling block And um, it's gonna trick me into thinking that, you know, I've got this, that I have control and that I don't need to do my program. So um, I can't always tell when I'm disturbed, like, like being hypervigilant and anxious and overwhelmed are, are normal, like they're just normal for me. It's what I'm used to my entire life. Like this was, this was normal. I didn't know it was not normal. So, um, so it's really important for me to like keep up with this spiritual fitness and both like extreme highs and extreme lows are equally as dangerous. So just because I'm happy and things are going really well does not mean I can give up my program. I actually, for me, have to work all that much harder. So um, oh, let's see. Um, yeah, the harder I work, the better chance I have of staying on program and not picking up the food. Um, okay, so how do I do a 10th step? you may ask. Um, so I've gathered a whole bunch of information um, that probably mostly from my sponsor actually, cause she's amazing. And, um, and I have like a list of possible character defects. Cause as I said, I don't necessarily know when I'm disturbed. So if I'm like being argumentative or if I'm, you know, feeling like I don't wanna tell the truth in a situation or, um, if I'm trying to like do something for somebody else that I'm really resentful of, like, these are the things that, you know, I have to check myself and I'm like, oh, okay. I think there's, there's a resentment in the making here. And I have to put that down on a 10th step. So my 10th step is six steps or has six parts. Um, the first one is I ask the question, what is the resentment or fear? And I like to answer that in one or two sentences. I think Harlan says 10 words or less. Um, uh, Because we're not looking for a story, we're looking for like the juice. Um, And then my next step is what what does it affect? Self-esteem, security, ambitions, personal relations, sex relations. then the third step is okay where are my character defects at work where am i selfish where am i dishonest where am i self-seeking where am i frightened and i have like a list of prompts for each of those because when i'm in it when i'm in the um the poop i don't see that and i really need like prompts and and things to kind of coach me to see where i'm at um And then the fourth step in my 10 step is, do I need to make an amends? And for me, it's almost always the case. Um, Five minutes left. Thank you. Um, I either need to make an amends to somebody else or I need to amend my behavior. So it's almost like it's never need to not make an amends. There's always an amends I have to make of some sort. Um, and then my fifth, uh, part of my 10th step is to do a little prayer and then find a way to be of service to another person. So in order to do this, like it, it depends on the day, depends on my schedule and where I'm at. I can either, you know, as soon as it comes up, I can call someone and get through it. Or if I'm, you know, in a car or somewhere where I can't step out of the room, you know, I'll write it down and I'll kind of rack them up and then I will find somebody that I can reach out to. Um, there's a, also for me, I do so many of them that sometimes when there is something that, that bugs me, like it'll just automatically go through my brain. The 10 step will go through my brain and then it won't even become a resentment. It's just like gone. Um, so the more you do, the better i just i love 10 steps um (laughs) so um it seems like a lot of work especially if you're only in your four step and you know how hard that is but it really once you get here it's not as much work as it seems to be it's really kind of automatic and quick it takes a lot less energy to do this regularly every day than to um go back into the food and like start swimming upstream Um, or against the current, um, as it may be. Um, Oh, and 10 steps too, they may not solve your problem right away. You know, they may not solve your problem at all. Um, But for me, I always feel a sense of relief and satisfaction, just like getting it out, recognizing my part, um, trying to make it right, and then looking for a way to do better next time. And um, so, like, for me, I kind of, my, my 10 steps always sort of remind me of my, um, my guilty pleasure Hallmark Channel movies. And it's like, you know, you have this like small handful of situations, you've got a ton of like interchangeable characters and actors, and it's always the same conclusion. And the conclusion is I'm in my own self absorbedness and I need to work through that and find my way out to the other side so that I could be of use to people in this world. So um, yeah, with that, uh, I guess that's all I have. <laughs> so I will
0: pass. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thank you so much, Wendy. That was excellent. Okay, We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing questions should relate specifically to the chapter and the step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand. The thunder reactions or star nine if you're on the phone and the zoom host will call the raised hands in order would our timekeeper please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when time is up
2: Who would like to share or ask a question from wendy this evening Emily D you're
3: up hi everybody um, I'm Emily recovered uh, compulsive reader in Chicago and grateful to be here Wendy phenom. Uh you talked about God squads and um, you know the importance of finding one and I couldn't agree more I think I had a lot of um, I always have a preamble and then I ask a question but I, I, it took me some time just to like, right, like learn about the intimacy that's required of me, by the way, Um, to like reach out to people and to build relationships, which is a skill I'm learning, but then also like build friendships, like really connect with other people so that I felt uh, get out of my own way and just be like, yo, this is happening. I got, and it happened today. I I had the good fortune of making a phone call just before this meeting. I had to clear some stuff up. Um, How did you go about assembling it? I know it probably wasn't like an application process or anything, but like, what was the process like for you and and who's on your squad and, you know, the selection process, et cetera. Can you share about that?
1: Sure, I'm happy to. Thank you so much for asking. Um, yeah, so as I said, I, I wasn't—I was not good at least the first five months or six months of my program doing outreach, um, and um, I didn't—you know—I had maybe you know two or three people that I talked to on a semi-regularly basis, like maybe once a week, other than my sponsor, um, because you know, there's the shy person and the fact that, you know, who, why, why do I want to be vulnerable with all these like strange people in these little boxes on this screen in front of me? Um, You know, I don't really know them. How could I do this? Um, And uh, yeah, so I got to the point where I had all these resentments that just were building up you know, after my four step was over, I was like, great. You know, it wasn't a one and done thing. Um, there was more stuff that kept building up and, you know, my sponsor is, is full-time mom and works full-time and like, couldn't be there for me 24 seven. So I had to actually just kind of suck it up and call anyone who put their name into the chat in any meeting that said that they were recovered. Like, Literally, I had to just get out of my own way and, um, yeah, and, and not think too hard about it and just realize that every single person that has recovered has been through this and nothing that I could say is going to be new or shocking. I mean, maybe to some people, but overall (laughs) program wide, you know, it's, it's been said or done before. Um, So yeah, so I had to do it that way. And then over time, you know, I started getting more comfortable with people and and my list started growing. And, you know, if there were people that I didn't really feel comfortable with, they weren't, they didn't stay on my list. And um, yeah, and that's how I did it. It was kind of a trial and error situation. But really, honestly, if somebody puts their number in this chat, they want to hear from you. They will take your 10th step. It's an honor to take somebody's 10th step. It really is like so much so, I, I can't even tell you. So hope that hope that answers the question.
2: Thank you, Wendy. And thank you, Emily, for the question. Okay, we're gonna go to Victoria W. And after that, Melissa G. Go ahead, Victoria.
0: Hi, I'm um, Victoria W., Recover Compulsive Overeater. Um, uh, just thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. I love what you said about your Hallmark movie, Guilty Pleasure. I relate. Um, I identify in with that. I am not proud of it, but, but it, it is, it is what it is. Right. So I love that because I, there's even somebody on this line that I called with some of my 10 steps where I just said, you know, I, I, I'm not even going to tell you what the situation was, but I got about four to do and they all are, this person didn't do what I want. Yeah. And I was so like pissed off at myself when I realized that, you know, that I was just like, Oh, like, Oh, I'm annoyed that my boyfriend didn't buy toilet paper when I asked him to. And there was only a little bit left. And he was like, Oh my God, we're not going to run out of toilet paper in four hours. And I was like, well, you don't have- toilet paper i need i mean just crazy stupid things that are like it's not about the toilet paper it's not about there are some other things people that are in this meeting that i've heard them share in other places where i've just been like oh i know why that pissed you off even though it's not about what that was you know and for me it's like i gotta get rid of it because otherwise i stay stuck stuck in that and i love what you said about no matter what the who the characters are what what weird small town they're in, what strange holiday they're trying to save in the nick of time. Like, it is me in the wrong lane and I need to get back to my lane. So I just love that you put that in my mind today and I will pass.
3: I'm
2: dying over here. You don't know how much toilet is. I'm sorry for the cross talk. I'm sorry. Woo, that just hit my funny bone, Michelle. I'm sorry, Melissa G, followed by Michelle.
3: Uh, where I hold on wait I'm trying to find you Wendy thank you I appreciate your share Um, I'm Melissa G calling in from Michigan Um, I guess I had a question or maybe you could touch base on what steps you take when you're taking a 10th step from somebody if you know because i always see people be like oh i have a ton step. can anyone take it and i always get really overwhelmed because i'm all wrapped up in self sometimes and i'm worried that i'm going to say the wrong thing or i'm not because whenever i give away 10 steps people say these amazing things and i'm like oh yeah that's exactly what i was feeling so i was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about that experience i would appreciate it thanks
1: Thank you so much for the question. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, of course. I was, I was nervous the first time, the first few times that I took it. And, um, you know, a lot people do it different ways. Some people do writings. There's an app apparently that you can do, um, um, you know, all kinds of things. The way I look at it is I don't have a job to do when I'm taking a ten step, other than holding space for someone that needs to let go of something. And um, so, what I'll do is I'll kind of follow my little, you know, six step process, and just prompt them with, "All right, so what? What do you have? <laughs> What's on your mind? You know, okay, what is it affecting? You know, where, where are your defects of character?" Do you need to make an amends, do a prayer and find, find a way to help someone. If you are so inspired and you have gotten some kind of download about what they're saying that, you know, that they've, um, you know, that they're saying something about, um, one of their defects of character or even something that it, that it impacts. And you have this idea that you know, maybe does it impact actually this thing that you hadn't mentioned, you can ask the question. Like, and then I would always do it as a question because we're not assuming, you know, we don't live somebody else's life. We're not assuming, we're not taking their inventory. You know, this is theirs for them to do. So you could just prompt by asking a question. Oh, do you think that this has to do with, um, you know, your security? Do you think that there might be, you know, some dishonesty in this around ABC. Um, but you don't have to say anything profound. You're just here to take, uh, to, to hold space for somebody else's crap to get out of their head, basically. So thanks.
2: Thanks. That was a great question and um, well answered as well. Michelle M, you're up.
4: Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Michelle M recovered in Chicago. Um, Wendy, I I loved your share. I haven't heard your lead before. And I just I kept writing down I have pages of notes. Um, One thing I really enjoyed of what you said, I struggle with really getting out of the way of myself and saying, I'm going to sit down and write my 10th step. Um, and actually putting time and energy into it versus just like picking up the phone and turning it over. Um, cause I know that I have to do the work a bit ahead of time. And one thing I really enjoyed of what you said was over time, it gets easier. You go through the columns in your head. Whereas I feel like I'm still in this place of like, wait a minute, what form do I need? I mean, I literally texted my sponsor this today of like, wait, what's the form for the 10th step? I need to do one. I'm curious to know, and if you don't have a formal practice, that's fine. I'm curious to know w- what your ten-step practice looks like. Do you do a train? Do you have a buddy? Do you um, call anybody? You know, on GroupMe or on the CYOC WhatsApp. Uh, you know, what does that look like for you on a daily basis?
1: Thank you for the question, Michelle. Um, yeah, as as I said, like. I basically will call anybody at this point. Like I I have no shame anymore um, in this program. Uh, But in the beginning, it definitely, you know it was a little bit nerve wracking. I like, you know, called my sponsor and then I would just hold in all these 10 steps and not actually do them. Um, And then I would like write a couple out but not share them. Um, and once I started sponsoring, I was like, Oh no, this, I can't do this. I actually like, I need to get this stuff out. I can't sponsor holding on to resentments. There's just no way. Um, so yeah. So it just, um, I don't do a lot of writing. I hate writing. I'm not a writer <laughs> My sponsor would say, you know, it's a good idea to write letters to God and all this stuff. And I was like, mm, yeah, no, that's not gonna happen. Um, <laughs> So um, and I don't do the app thing either. Um, you know, some people love it, but I'm yeah, I I, the less amount of technology I can look at, the better. Um, so yeah, so I just um I have this piece of paper, well, actually a, a, a file on my computer that I could print out and I never have, but um where I have all of this information down and I literally just it's always open on my computer and I just like go through it and um, often I will just, you know, jot down a note. Like, if I can't do it right then, like, oh, this person's bothering me, or that thing happened, or the friggin' Taurus in Woodstock again. Um, you know, and I'll just take a note. And then at the end of the day, or, you know, the, as soon as I can, I will reach out to someone and be like, I'm being selfish again. <laughs> You know, I have all these resentments. I'm being selfish. Here's, here are the reasons of my selfishness, my dishonesty, my blah, 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 blah. I'll do a quick prayer and then I will be of service. And the service too does not have to be, um, it doesn't have to be calling a fellow. Like if you live, you know, with a family, you can do something nice for your kids or your husband or, you know, your roommate or Um, you know, if it's the middle of the day, you can buy a coffee for a coworker, something like that. Just, just being of service, getting outside of yourself, not being stuck inside your own crap. So I hope that answered the question.
2: Thank you, Wendy. Uh, Katie, your turn. Hi, I'm Katie. I'm a recover compulsive overeater if you can hear that I apologize I'm living in a 10 step right now because my dogs are wrestling next to me and I, I can't make them shut up <laughs> so sorry if that's what you hear Wendy your share was amazing thank you so much um and I'm also living a 10 step because all my children are around and I have no problem I was seeing, I'm, nobody can hear you guys, but like I'm quietly in my room. And of course, the second I start talking, everybody has to stick their head in. But anyway, so I'm going to breathe through that for a second. Um, my question actually is about that, Wendy. So I, my whole life could be a 10 step, right? Like ever like right now I have these like maniac dogs that are, that are being loud when I'm trying to speak and I have no privacy, whatever. I can list things all day, right. That I don't like, or that I feel affect my ambition, a million things. How do you decide? Like, how do you differentiate like something that maybe you can process between you and your higher power or sort of sort out on your own versus something that you really need to talk to somebody about right away versus later? Like is there, I mean, I don't I don't want to hold you to an answer. I know there's probably no black or white answer, but I'm just interested in your thoughts on, on the fact that most of life doesn't go our way, right? <laughs> So, or exactly the way we want. So how do you sort of navigate that and decide what's a 10 step versus not? Thanks. Thank you, Katie.
1: <laughs> um, I, that was a great question actually. Um, so yeah, so for me, like I, I get irritated really easily at the littlest things. Um, and the way that I navigate it. So like yesterday I went to see my folks and it's an hour and a half drive, although it was two and a half hours because, you know, it was father's day. Um, and so there's a big red van in front of me who kept letting people in front of him in the left lane. And, you know, that's just one of my biggest pet peeves and it pisses me off all the time. So I felt myself like gripping the wheel and, you know, starting to get there. And then it was like that kind of immediate thing where I was just like, all right, what's the ideal thing to do in this situation? Do I want to make myself crazy over this? Taking the breath like you just did. Um, and, and then thinking like, you know, how, sh- how should I be acting? Like, what should I do? And it just kind of came over me that it was like, all right, you know, find, find an opening, get around this guy. So he stops pissing you off. And, you know, and my prayer was that, you know, everyone be able to get to their destination, like safely and happily, and it was gone. So I didn't need to call anyone for that. But if it was like, eating at me, and it didn't go away, and it kept bugging me like that, I would have to call somebody. Um, yeah, and if it's like a really big thing that shows up, you know, like, out of nowhere, um, like a couple of months ago, I, I had a health crisis that showed up. Um, and, and I was freaking out and I didn't know what to do. I had to call someone right away, like right away. I didn't even know what my 10th step was going to be, but I had to like, go through it with them and just, you know, cry it out really with somebody else as my witness. Um, so Yeah, so that's kind of how I look at it. But if it's something that you can like, it's not making you insane, that you can actually think through it, you can put it on the list and save it for later. Or if it resolves itself, then you don't have to worry about it. So I hope that answers the question.